I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead and joining me as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the Friday fiend, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Man, let's talk about Houston sports. So, <laughs> right off the top. Houston sports, this whole, the whole landscape. Somehow, I didn't know. Like, you can have, somehow you can have one of your professional franchises get caught cheating. Like, legit <laughs> cheating. A trash can. It, <laughs> like, all this, all this stuff. Legit cheating. In the finals. <laughs> In the finals. And somehow, that's the best sports situation right now. Out of the, your three, like, top ones if we just say that because the Texans are literally I mean I think that's probably number three because you traded DeAndre Hopkins for I don't know some pennies probably some pennies that you know Tillman needs but then you have Deshaun Watson that's like the only dude you got you lose Bill I mean you have to fire Bill O'Brien and you're you suck you haven't won a game and you don't even own your draft pick it goes to Miami so yeah um Texans, uh, you're bad, and now Houston Rockets. This is just fun at this point. I mean, we're just watching them all implode. How many people have left? Brian Windhorst on, I guess it was Rosillo's spot today, listed all the people who have left their organization over the past, like willingly left, from Rosas to the McNair guy, now Maury to D'Antoni. It's just an exodus at this point. So uh, Westbrook's like, can I leave? But he just can't leave, so... Westbrook, that's the only place he that people want him, right, <laughs> to, to be there. Harden's probably like, can I leave now? Man, I listened to uh, Jackson Gatlin on Lockdown Rockets. He did an emergency podcast, and holy cow, it went dark. Like, hello, darkness, my old friend. Like, straight up went into that darkness. He's like, you know what? The Rockets just have to go down the road of the Knicks and the Kings now. Well, they'll just be kind of rebuilding, and maybe that they'll find some magic. And I was like... Holy cow, we're talking about the Knicks and the Kings as being the road now for the Rockets. I mean, it is, they still have James Harden, MVP, like perennial contender. But man, the way that that franchise is crumbling, crumbling right now is just wild to watch. It's, it's crazy to see that franchise go from 2018, where they were, what, 14 minutes? 13 minutes away from going to the finals, they had a lead in game seven against Durant and the Thunder, or Durant and the Warriors. And they were that close to getting to the finals and beating that team that everyone just thought was inevitable, like Thanos level inevitable. And then just two years later, it's just all down the road. And now their fans are saying that they are going down the path of the Knicks and the Kings. <laughs> I mean, we have not seen a collapse like this in a while. I'm not complaining. I love to see it. So the more the merrier as they continue to implode. And I love every bit of it. Please hire. I'm waiting for them to hire back, hire back Jeff Van Gundy. So the guy who's probably complained about flopping more than anybody on a broadcast. <laughs> I just want to see him coaching James Harden and Russell Westbrook. That's, that's all I want to see right he now. He got the second interview on Thursday. 
He had the second yeah, interview on Thursday. They saw go. him leaving the offices. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. But by the way, we are live on Hot Mic right now. We're doing a mailbag. We're getting listener questions. So if you want to join us on one of these live Hot Mic mailbags and join the hotties, be one of the hotties. You can uh, download the Hot Mic app, use the promo code Nick Van Exit, and also follow me, Nick Van Exit. And we can do these live pods. We enjoy doing them. We got people right now in getting some questions in, so we'll get to them. Uh, before we get to that, though, we want to discuss a couple of news points. Just a couple. Uh, big things that came up. There was a Sham Sharania article. Uh, Dirk was mentioned in a Dallas Morning News article talking about the Nets coaching job. But maybe the biggest news of all, the biggest story that came across my desk on Thursday, actually late mm. late Wednesday, our very own Rick Carlisle, TikTok star. I, one of... Uh, 2020 has been a year of many surprises. There's been many things that I thought, oh, I would this would never happen. The NBA would never play an entire playoffs with no fans. Well, they did. Uh, Disney World would never be closed for like five months. It was. Rick Carlisle being on TikTok is the biggest surprise of 2020. Calling it. You have to clip that. Put that on the, the graphic for uh, the our social media feeds tomorrow. No, honestly, if you made me do a top five, like list five people in your life that you know that you've interacted with, that you think that there's no way on earth you would ever see them in a TikTok video, Rick Carlisle would be one of them. Like, I mean, I'm talking like family members. I'm talking anybody Public else that figures. I've interacted with. He, he would have to be top five. <laughs> Somebody, he's just so. Anyway, but it, thank, thank you, Rick. Thank you, Rick. Curmudgeon is the word that comes to mind. Yeah, <laughs> especially since you and I have sat in rooms and asked him questions. Maybe he's just, maybe he's like you know Nick Saban and you know Bill Belichick, where they're just more gruff to the media than they are to obviously their family, but also the team as well. But man, <laughs> I did not expect him to be there but it, tiktok is getting everyone cuban went willingly right like he went willingly with his yeah i, with, I could see that though that kind of makes sense that one made sense uh steve nash and dirk dirk i did not expect at all dirk doesn't even have kids old enough to use tiktok and yet he was on one but, with, but, with but Nash's dirk's in like but at least dirk is in some of these in arena videos you know wearing crap and do these funny <laughs> dances true. so like you've at least seen him joking Smiling? Let's just we've take seen it him, that far. We've seen him smiling. We've, we've seen, seen him Rick do the smile. What, like, we've seen Dirk do the what does the fox say video. Yes, exactly. I mean, over under Rick Carlisle one. smiles at eight and a half over the past three years. <laughs> in life or just in basketball? Like, in any type of basketball setting, I'm taking under. And one of those was in the bubble. When Luca hit, when the Luca shot. hit the shot, yeah, that was the one yeah. time, uh, man. So that was a crazy, wild story. Sham uh, Sharani wrote an article with just he just throws out a bunch of just random news points. He doesn't really know how to throw into a story, but he can just write down little, little news and notes. Uh, Jeremy Grant and Denver have significant mutual interest in a new deal. Sources said Grant will decline his nine point three million dollar player option for next season. Sources say, and Detroit, Phoenix, and Dallas are expected to show interest in him. Grant has established himself, blah, blah, blah. Isaac Harris, Dallas being mentioned in this, is that news or not? I mean, I guess it's like news because it's like on a, an official report, but we, we all expected Dallas to show interest in him. It's just a matter of price tag. It's a matter of what Denver does with him. And if you're Denver, he played a key part for them. They're probably going to re-up him, you know, the MLE looks the same for a lot of these teams. So 
you know, I think if it's something around the MLE, then he's going to have his pick for a lot of different teams because he is the perfect guy that every team wants. But I think Denver re-ups him on a new contract, uh, something above $10 million, something like 12 or 13 years, something like that. But I'm glad that, yeah, sure. Like, I mean, we all expected Dallas to show interest, though. Yeah, I don't think this is news at all. Dallas is expected to show interest. Is not Dallas has shown interest, or there's rumors that Dallas is going to call his name, right? Those are different things, so... I don't think this is news. Uh, other things that were written in that Shamshrani article, the Mavericks are willing to take on large salaries from a team to acquire a star player. Dallas is building their roster around two stars. Obviously. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think that... Uh, he said that they also could emerge as a destination for top talent. I think that this is one of those things where... Um, I think this is one of those, like, they'll they'll take on Drew Holiday, right? If You know what I mean? I, I can't imagine... No. I can't, you know, I'm, you know what I mean? I, like, I can't imagine this is one of those things. Remember when we used to talk about, oh, would they take on Chandler Parsons' huge contract with, you know, with another star or somebody? Like, I, I don't, I just can't, I just can't even think of any examples of large salaries out there that they would take on, as well as a oh, star that. Let me enter the conversation. Right, go, oh, do your, do your thing. I know what you're doing. Coming up, <laughs> Isaac is going to give us an example of a large salary that the Mavericks could take on in order to acquire a star player. We'll talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac Harris. Before the break, we said Dallas is willing to take on large salaries from a team to acquire a star player, according to Shams Sharania. Give us an example of a large salary Dallas could take on to get a star player. Okay, for this situation to happen, I'm assuming this is after a Giannis, you know, signs extension Snub. with Milwaukee. <laughs> you know, if because once if Giannis signs the extension with Milwaukee, then everything's on the table as far as like what happens. And as far as if you're Dallas, is there a star out? Because for me, I don't think there's any reasonable star out there that you go and command all. Because if you're getting a star and you're taking on a bad, bad contract, then you're for sure out of the Giannis sweepstakes. Okay, so is there? I don't know, but if Giannis signs the extension, then you're you know taking your chances. So just throwing it out there. I mean, this is. I'm not saying it would happen like right now, but like moving forward. Would they take on John Wall to get Brad Beal? Would they take on? How would that even? Uh, how would that even work? They'd have to trade their entire roster and maybe Porzingis. I know, but like th- this is the type of thing that, and you know, John Wall's contract is is super big. But and another thing to remember about this is this is the only way if they don't if they miss out on a Giannis or if they don't get somebody big in 2021 this is basically the only way you can get another big star is taking on the big money when you don't have a lot of the big assets they don't have the high draft picks they don't have an SGA Michael Porter Jr. type piece so that's the only way you can get a third star if you don't sign them outright but I mean I think Philly is the natural person you look at and say okay well if they break up their duo then if I'm Philly and I'm trading off Ben Simmons or, or Embiid, then I'm saying you're whoever's getting one of those young stars under contract, you're definitely taking one of, <laughs> at least one of Tobias Harris or Al Horford. So once again, would you trade? Would you trade for Ben Simmons if you're Dallas? Would you trade for Ben Simmons and put him in the four man role as this rim runner and take on Al Horford, or would you trade for Joel Embiid and you know so? That's the that's the framework of thing. I'm not saying Dallas would do that, but the 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 other problem is there's not a ton of really bad contracts anymore. You know, like we're kind of getting past that. So 
I don't know how many really bad contracts they're left in the league. Would you take on Draymond? No. Would you take? Would you trade for? Would, would you, you trade for Draymond if and you had to take, take on, on Andrew Wiggins, Wiggins? Right. That was the one you messaged. I think you sent that to me this morning. Yeah. Right before Maury got fired, like, like or Maury left, you said Maury left. He did not <laughs> sorry, get fired. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Mutually agreed to part ways. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, I don't know if I would do that, but that's a topic for another would day. Would you take I think. on Harrison Barnes for De'Aaron Fox? I don't think so. Would you take on Miles Turner for Oladipo? I mean, in a vacuum, you would do that, but I just, I don't think De'Aaron Fox is on the timeline for this team. Would you take on Russell Westbrook for Harden? No. What are we do- What are we doing here? You're just naming. You're just- I'm just. I'm just. But saying. that. That's the thing now is those are the bad contracts. Westbrook, DeRozan, like those are the type of contract guys that can still get you like twenty five points a night. Counting- yeah, but I'm not even counting like one year deals though. That, that's the thing. When I when I think of bad deals, I'm thinking of twenty thirty million dollars for the next years to come. Yeah. I mean, Mike <laughs> Conley's, DeRozan's, like these are all one year deals. I don't even think they're that bad. Yeah, no, they're not. I'm just saying those are the ones that are bad now. Is that that's where we, there's no like, I mean, the 2016 deals are kind of all up now because it's been four years. So like, there's yeah. not a ton of those Evan Turner, you know, uh, crazy Myers Leonard contracts, you know, that kind of stuff. All right. Let's uh, we talked about Mori a little bit, but I'm sure we'll get some questions on it. So let's get into some of these questions. Uh, this is from Ramundo. Powell ranked the trade targets: Drew Holiday, Buddy Heald, Victor Oladipo. I think this is this is super easy for me. Drew Holiday one, Oladipo two, Buddy Heald three. I I can't think of if anybody else has another order. I'd be interested to see it. Uh, I would do the same order. I could hear the argument of Oladipo over over Holiday, but that's just me though. But I, I would, I'd still the same order. I would do Drew Holiday, then Oladipo, because I think there is something about Oladipo being the. Are we considering money in this or just players? I considered both. I think both situations are okay. Because I think there is something to be said that if you do make a trade for something like Oladipo and it doesn't work then, bam, it's just a one-year thing. To where if yeah. you make a trade for Holiday, something happens, he still has that player option. And it, let's just say he has some like really bad injury or it really doesn't work out, whatever it is, he could pick up that player option and virtually take you out of Giannis or whoever, and then you're screwed at that point. So, But I would still take Holiday over Oladipo. Yeah, true, true, true. Rico says, can Willie Colley-Stein be the enforcer that the Mavs need? Do you want to explain to Rico what an enforcer is? Oh, um, <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, no on both, <laughs> but, uh, no, I don't, I, I love Willie, but he's not the enforcer, uh, type of guy that, um, at least what we've seen. I mean, maybe it's a new thing for him that he's been, you know, practicing in the gym. I just don't think he has so, enough muscle mass to be an enforcer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, like he, but, he's just, he's, he's, a, yeah. he's, a, he's like Nerlens, you know, Nerlens is an enforcer. But no, I don't. He enforced yeah, those hot I dogs. Think, <laughs> I don't think he is the enforcer. No, but love Willie though. No, yeah, I, I just don't think that he's that type of player. I think he can do other things. Raymundo, Raymundo just wrote in the chat and said Ibaka is the enforcer we need. Yes, Serge that's, Ibaka is an enforcer. That's closer that's enforcer. for sure. Uh, Ruben said thoughts on the hiring of Ty Lue. So Ty Lue gets hired to the Clippers. I like it. I'm, you know, I, I I joked on Twitter that you know people always said that Jason Kidd was the going to be the assistant coach in L.A. that was working behind the scenes. He was going to be taking you know Frank Vogel's job. He was going to be the little finger, like Kittlefinger. And it turns out it was Ty Lue the whole time. Misdirection. 
Just like Game of Thrones, misdirection. Turns out Ty Lue was the one, the assistant coach that was angling for the job the whole time. But I, I like it. I think that I think he'll be good for them. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I yeah, I thought he should have been a head coach in the league, you know, especially after he won a title and stuff. But um, sure. I mean, I guess. I mean, I just don't. I'm, I'm assuming if if that front of, I know you made fun of that front office and stuff for winning executive year, but I do trust that front office. I like that front office, and if the, if they think Lou is the guy, then they've obviously talked with Kawhi and stuff. So sure, I like it. And Billups, Chauncey Billups, welcome yeah. back, man. Chauncey Billups, and I like, they hired I like they hired somebody else too. There was a name. I don't know. Yeah, anyway, um, would the. Caden says, Caden Benedict. I don't know if you're related to Colt Benedict, but that's a good friend of mine. Would the Mavs take on money for a solidified star, but they know it takes them out of Giannis and 2021 free agency class. How good would the star have to be? This is the conversation we had yesterday about Drew Holiday. So go back and listen to that conversation. It's kind of, that's one example where I would do that. I would decide to get the good instead of waiting for the great or the excellent, right? Uh, that's one example where I would do that. Can you, do you have any others that you can think of that would be... No, it's just it's just very hard because Dallas is just in this unique spot to where they're going to be good next year. Even if they bring back the exact same team, they're going to be good. They're going to be a playoff team. You're going to be pushing 50 wins next year without Giannis or anything. So if you go all in for a guy to take you out of the opportunity to get you a talent like Giannis, then, man, it has to be, I mean, a crazy good guy that is under contract. That's another thing. It's like... I. You know, I like the Oladipo thing because it doesn't take you out of it. And I like Drew Holiday. I, I'm still on the fence about it. I, I think I would do it. But there's not many, many reasonable guys. Reasonable. I'm saying reasonable. Obviously, if you can go get Jokic, go do it. Or, you know, whoever it is. But, you know, yeah. So, I don't know what reasonable name out there. If y'all want to throw some reasonable names you think in the chat. That Bradley Beal, I, I guess, is yes another or, one of those, right? Uh yes, less yes. reason. If you could get not super reasonable, but that's another name. That's a somebody that's available. If we're saying reasonable, I would trade right now for Brad Bill and give up on Giannis. Yeah, because I, I would be fairly confident in Porzingis, Luca, and Brad Bill moving forward. So yeah, that's upgrading your Tim Hardaway Jr. spot. That's upgrading your secondary your secondary playmaker spot by a lot. Like yeah, you're you're totally yeah. upgrading both of those for sure. Christian wants to know, will the Lakers lose Rondo, Dwight, and KCP? So the deal with um, with those guys, I think I know for sure KCP has a player option. I'm imagining he's going to pick that up. I just I just have a hard time imagining a bunch of dudes from a title team just like that seem so close and had such good chemistry leaving, but it could happen. Uh, by the way, did, I, did you hear that Rachel Nichols like thing that Rondo almost quit after he left the Ma- the Mavericks <laughs> because only two aw, o- only two teams called him that summer after he left the Mavericks. That's two more than what should have called. <laughs> Here's, yeah, I think, uh, I think a couple of them probably go. I actually heard when I was listening to Windhorse, uh, I think, and McMahon, our buddy Tim, and those guys, they were talking about KCP and his situation to where it's not like the Lakers can go out and replace him, what yeah. he brought to their team. And he's represented by Clutch, so they think that it's hands down that he's going to opt out. And then say, all right, I'm going to opt out of my $8 million player option and say, give me one year 15. Give me two year 30. Yeah. And they think that's what Rich Paul and them will do. I think if there's a guy that leaves, I think it's Rondo. I think Rondo. Interesting. I think a team out there, a younger team, 
out there, whether it's Detroit, whether it's the Knicks or whoever, I think I could see a team like that saying, oh, man, veteran, won titles. I'll go give him a one-year massive, I say massive, like one-year $16 million deal, something like that because no one else is going to come to Detroit. Yeah, we'll see. Rondo and, and Dwight both are both guys that you would just call ring chasers at this point in their career too, you know? So maybe they yeah. maybe this had to jump ship. I saw the rumor about, you know, Golden State wanting Dwight Howard again. How many times have they wanted yeah, Dwight Howard? That'd be perfect. <laughs> That's another one where he could go do that. Uh, so we'll see. I don't I don't think they lose all of them, but they'll probably keep two of three. But we'll see. Yeah. Um let's see. Oh, uh Nevis wants to know how the Mavs Academy Awards are going. They're coming. We think. Wow. Yes, they are coming. Forgot about that. That's Thanks, it. Nevis. No. Uh actually we've been talking about it. It's just been a weird timeline of like bubble stuff and then Everything in playoffs, it's yes. Yes. Okay. That's it. All right, coming up, bunch more questions talking about Giannis, talking about um, Luca, all kinds of questions I'm seeing right here. We'll talk about all those, answer all those questions coming up. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more questions here. Nathan says, I always thought that Costas this year meant we were in on Giannis. What did Costas mean to you? Oh, cutting Costas this year means we were out on Giannis. I don't think Kostas has anything to do with where Giannis is going to go. Right? Like, Kostas ended subplot. (laughs) It was a fun subplot. It was one of those things that probably means more to fans than it does to them. Uh, However, it it could give him the seed of Dallas is a great organization and blah, blah, blah. And they did all this stuff. And it could give him that, right? That could be a little bit more of a pitch. He came down and he saw his brother play some games. And, you know, maybe the the Mavs were able to schmooze him in some way. But other than that, I don't think that meant anything. Um, that's the thing. I don't think it hurts anything, right? Unless, unless it was a terrible, unless it was a terrible situation. Exactly, exactly. Like it means something. I just don't think it means a lot. And if he loved his experience there, you know he's going to tell his brother that. Ruben wants to know who has the better chance at getting Giannis: Heat, Mavs, Raptors, or Bucks? I still think he's going to re-sign the Bucks. I think Giannis is one of those guys that hears all this talk about him signing elsewhere and is just going to like, you know, rebel against it and you know. Sign, re-sign with the team. I, I wonder if he signs that extension this offseason. That would just squash like all that, right? If he doesn't want to hear that yeah. question every single day. So I'm going to say the Bucks are the number one favorite there. After that, I think it's Mavs. I don't know if he's going to do because if he does the Heat thing, that's the same thing Durant did, right? Where he went to the Warriors and he just saw how that all played out. How everyone was just said, "Oh, you went to the team that beat you. You couldn't beat them, so you join them." Uh, I think he would just go to the Mavs then. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it's a little bit different because Miami's not the like juggernaut team and Miami didn't win 73 wins and all of that. It is the team that beat him, but still, I could see I think it's right there. I think Heat and and Mavs. The Toronto case is is intriguing only from the only from the angle of like their pitch, Masai's pitches. You look at their their uh their money book, whatever. I don't even know. I forgot the word for it. Um <laughs> You look at their salaries. Look at their checkbook. Let me let me check their their exactly. (laughs) QuickBooks Pro. There are nobody else on their on their. uh, I'm freaking. I can't even talk about it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The the Raptors pitch would be just clear the books and say what other star do you want to come here and trust Masai and this great coach and Nick Nurse. There you go. It's not that, that's their pitch. It's not often you see Isaac just get frazzled and then just completely lose a sentence. And I've been surprised. I've been very. I've had so much respect for you because you have two kids now, like two kids under the age of three, 
And uh, you've been very yep. coherent in all these podcasts every day, and that it just got you there, I think. Yeah, I just I couldn't remember what what what's the word I'm freaking looking for? Their cap, their there. cap sheet. <laughs> their cap sheet. That's it. That's the oh. Oh man! And if you watched on Hot Mike, you could see his face the entire time during during that breakdown. Christian says, "Will the Mavs use picks to shed Delon and Jackson salary to be able to offer more to Jeremy Grant? That's an option. They could do that, and then possibly, you know, it, they would have to balance it out with how much money they would lose for the 2021. Because if you're shedding Delon's salary, you're only shedding nine million in 2021. So whatever you sign, you know, Jeremy Grant to that takes away." However much more it is over $9 million, it's, that takes away from 2021. So that's kind of the balance that Donnie Nelson has to do. That's why they pay him the big bucks, to do math. So That John Wall contract. <laughs> it's it's bad. Like how? That's why I was... $41.2 million next season. 44.3 in 2021. And then in 2022, he has a player option for $47.3 million. <laughs> 47 now, That's now, nuts. If the that's price nuts. to get Brad Beal... And he comes back and he's good. What does John Wall, Luca, Brad Beal, Porzingis look like? I just broke. Cubans, it broke my brain. I, first of all, that yeah, can't even happen. Cubans, you like, salary wise, like I don't even think math wise that works. That would be one of the largest luxury tax bills ever <laughs> because they would be able to like they would have Luca's rights, so like they would have these three huge contracts. And then Luca would come in with his like rookie first, you know, max deal off the rookie scale, and they would hang up, have to be able to pay him. So that would be Cuban's bill would be massive. Ramuda says, other than Luca, who's been our best slash your favorite draft pick since the 2011 title? Ooh, it's an interesting question. Other than Luca, who's the best draft pick? The, the thing is, before I guess before like the Dennis draft, the the complaint was that the Mavs never used the draft and that the Mavs didn't really get their picks right, right? It just seemed like every year it was a guy that would bust, right? It would be in like an A.J. Hammonds or it would be, you know, a Sodom Singh, right? It's just like they didn't really – it didn't seem like there was a lot of picks like that. So Brunson, probably, that's been one of my favorite picks because that's a guy they took in the second round that, you know, dropped. And we were like, wait, they have some point guards. Why They have Berea still. They have, you know, I think they had Curry at the time. Like, why are we get? Why are we grabbing this point guard? And it ended up being a really, really good pick because he was better than, you know, people thought he was going to be, or at least he was be- good right away. And so Brunson has been yeah. probably the best one. I, I mean, do you have a favorite one? I mean, besides Satnam, favorite in our hearts, Kelly Olenek. Stop. Uh, no, I mean honestly. But it's everything you said. Honestly, they haven't had a ton, so it, it's pretty crazy to think about. But AJ Hammonds, Dennis. I mean, I, I think at the time it was it was so fun to see the Dennis draft. I mean, the Dennis pick and just we knew he's a high flyer. And it's like all oh, this is so fun, you know, dunk stuff. But I mean, I, I guess just overall, Jalen Brunson would have to be the one. Which is I don't know what that says about the Mavs. But. <laughs> Nathan says, "Would you rather trade for Kelly Oubre or Otto Porter Jr.?" Just the names that always get brought up in a in the trade mailbag. Always, uh, I think wow. I guess I'd rather go Otto Porter. He's on that really big expiring contract, right? Yeah, he is. Would you take Zach Levine? <laughs> and you had you had to take on Otto Porter Jr.'s money. Uh, yeah, I would take Otto Porter Jr. over Oubre, even though I think Oubre is a little bit healthier. But I would take Otto Porter Jr. Yeah, Otto Porter Jr. would be perfect. I mean, we've talked about him before. He'd be a perfect fit for this team. 
Um, yeah. David said, what about Hassan Whiteside for the enforcer center? Add some defense to the five spot next to KP. I'm out on Hassan Whiteside. Completely out. He's like in Andre Drummond territory for me. See, Nick is anti-Andre Drummond. I'm not as anti-Drummond. I'm, I actually like Drummond. Um, just not on this map scene. Everything we but. said about everything that Rollins Styles said on Tuesday about Steven Adams is what I think about Drummond. I'm talking about just. I'm not talking about for the Mavs. I'm just talking about in general. Oh, you're I'm anti Drummond in Detroit. Uh, you thought he was no, overrated. No, I'm, I'm anti him for the Mavs. Him, him by himself. Yeah. I think he's a good player. He's just he just doesn't fit on a playoff team. He just doesn't work. Yeah, he's a good player. He's team. a great player. He's an incredible rebounder. Decent scorer. I, he's got some playmaking he ability. No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say he doesn't fit on a playoff team. I wouldn't say he's a top five player on a playoff team because. He could very well play the role of Dwight Howard and JaVel McGee on a Lakers team. Not making twenty eight not making twenty eight thirty million. He's I know, not I know, that's what I'm saying. Like it's not so it's not about his skill set can't play in the finals. It's just not at a max player on you know, a top two player in your that's team. That's what he is. Yeah, I yeah, know. <laughs> um then Jared says Whiteside couldn't enforce a school co- a school crossing. I agree with that. Uh Ruben said, is Demonis Sabonis possible? I think that Demonis Sabonis is one of the players that the, the Pacers will keep, right? It seems like Oladipo yeah. and Turner were the ones that wanted to leave, and I think Sabonis is going to be the one to stay. He's the he's probably the best young player out of that group because Brogdon, Brogdon's older. Like Oladipo is older. They're not like super young guys anymore. Sabonis is still young. Uh, Turner's young, but yeah, I think that Sabonis is their best young player. Yeah, I'm so intrigued with what Indiana does because they've been good the past few years. But they're a small market team, and everything I've read, it seems like their ownership doesn't want to spend a crazy amount of money, and that's what it's going to take if you want to re-sign Victor Oladipo to a bigger deal. So, at some point, they got to break up Turner and Sabonis, and then they got to figure out some way to get some type of value for Oladipo and not break the bank either. Dylan said he went and actually did the math. He said this trade is legal. Mavs received John Wall and Bradley Beal. Wizards receive Hardaway, DeLon, Jackson, Maxie, Powell, Willie Cauley-Stein, and draft rights to picks 18 and 31. So that works. Wow. So you're left with what? Dorian, Curry, and that's it. <laughs> broke, broke, John, broke. No, you get Brunson still. So you have Brunson, Dorian, uh, Curry, John Wall, Brad Beal, Porzingis, and Luka, Boban. and Boban. That's all you have left. Not even, not even Willie Colley Stein. <laughs> Would you I'm do that? I'm not gonna lie. Alright, so you have I a starting five it. of I guess you start John Wall right away. John Wall, Brad Beal, Luca, Dorian, and Porzingis. Yeah, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Just take John Wall out of the equation and just answer this way. And you have a starting unit of Luca, Brad Beal, Curry, Dorian, and KP. And then Whoever off the bench and use your MLE at that point, use and sign some minimum guys. I mean, they're good. That team right there, without even John Wall in the picture, is considered a 55 plus. I mean, 55 win team, and right there with Denver, any other team in the in the NBA. So, I mean, I think I think that's the definition of if you can get a third star. I mean, that's putting <laughs> that's that's the definition of a bad contract, but. <laughs> I mean that's that's wild, and then there you still have the wild card is if he's what if John Wall's good. Also, remember in the year of our Lord twenty seventeen, when we were all on 
the Dennis Smith Jr. train, where Carlisle had Dennis Smith Jr. playing like first team all rookie, like potential rookie of the year type player, right? He was getting triple doubles and 20 point games here and there. Imagine what he could do with John Wall. That was Dennis's comp. That was Dennis's comp, right? That's who we were like, man, he could turn into that guy. And Carlisle had him yeah. looking good. Imagine what he can do with John Wall. Yep. Imagine what Casey Smith can do with John Wall, right? Casey Smith. We love Casey Smith. Okay. People are talking about Carl Anthony Towns in this chat. Uh, I like Towns. I li- yes, I like Towns moving forward. I just don't think, I mean, why would Minnesota give him up? Would you do a Porzingis for Towns trade? Are we still on the pod? <laughs> yeah, we're still on the pod. We are still on the pod. Holy cow. All right. There we go. That's that's enough for the pod. We'll go on hot mic and answer the salacious questions. We've gone a little bit over, but guys, if you want to join one of our live hot mic podcasts, download the hot mic app, use the promo code Nick Van Exit, and uh, we'll answer all the questions that we don't normally answer on the pod because we don't want to be put on the record. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Are we still on the pod? <laughs> yeah, we're still on the pod.